Every time I had a break, I skated through chemo and I could see the transformation in myself, losing my hair, losing my eyebrows, losing literally everything on my body. Every time at the end, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, welcome back to Mindset Win, the podcast that's all about sharing incredible stories from top athletes. And then we share their secrets, unlock their mental tactics, and most importantly, see how we can apply this to our daily life to become not only more successful, but also much more satisfied. I'm Cedric, and I'm back with York. Yeah, it seems like you can't get rid of me. Eh? <laughs> exactly. I'm the head of mental performance at Red Bull Athlete Performance Center, the APC. Welcome back, York. Always great to have you as my wingman. And our guest today is TJ Rogers. He's from Canada and he made it big in LA. And as you are about to hear, skateboarding helped him during cancer treatments, among many other big challenges that he, he had to overcome. York, was there a, a particular theme that really stood out for you? Yeah, a theme that we've heard about a lot, and I, but I would like to revisit it here, goal setting. What stood out for me was how he has continued to deal with setbacks and still continue to chase his long-term goal. Yeah, I would like to talk a little bit about that with you today. We'll talk more about this after we've heard uh, from TJ. Here is an extract from our interview with him. Hello, my name is TJ Rogers. I'm a professional skateboarder from Canada, and I've been doing my craft for just over 23 years. Honestly, skateboarding saved my life in so many aspects. My parents had their own issues to where they weren't really able to raise me the way that maybe other families have. There's this thing called the foster care in Canada, an organization through the government that if your parents are unable to take care of you, they put you in this system. But to be honest, when I got into foster care, that was the most challenging time for me. I was very limited and I felt like I was in jail and it was, it was devastating. But again, I, I embraced it and I always try to turn it into a positive. And I told myself, hey, this isn't going to be forever. Within about a year, year and a half of being through the system, my father was able to finally get me back. And, you know, that's when my career really started off. I had a lot of people in my corner that were a lot older than me that mentored me and helped me get through these challenges that I went through. And, you know, for them, they would always say, like, TJ, man, like, yeah, you want to be a pro skater. That's one thing. But, like, how are you going to get there? You need to have all these different sponsors to get to where you could be that person. As a young kid, I would just go to the skate park from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. just trying to master my craft. So I would always have like a piece of paper when I was a child of like what tricks I wanted to do, who I wanted to be sponsored by, and like what were my goals. I'm just very glad that I never gave up and I'd continue to stay on that path and just keep pushing forward. Everything started to evolve in 2006 and then I got sponsored by Red Bull in 2008 and that's when my career really started to pick up for me. 10 years ago in January 2013, I was still living in Canada and I was trying to go out to the States as much as I can because uh, I wanted to turn professional. I remember this one time specifically, one of my sponsors, he was telling me, hey, you should try this one trick. I took a five hour flight all the way to, to LA from Toronto and he's like, okay, are you ready? 
And mind you, this is a, a, a really infamous skate spot in skateboarding called Hollywood 16. There's this big 16 stair right on the strip. If you land any trick on that and it's a never been done, you get a lot of kudos and props and respect from the community because not everyone can skate that. And so I went there on a Thursday after my flight at 3.30 p.m. in January. It gets dark at five, mind you. And I started to warm up and then I tried it. I landed on one where I broke my board in the middle and my tail and I hit my head and I got three staples in my head. I've never made excuses for myself, but there is also clearly something that has happened to where I couldn't land it that day and it wasn't the right time. But you write it down, what did I do wrong? Okay, how is this done? All right, I wanna apply that on the next time that I go back to it. And that Sunday, following Sunday, I woke up really motivated and wanting to like land that because I didn't wanna give up. And I was like, yo, no excuses. Like I gotta do this. You know, I came out here to land this and to, to make my dreams come true. So I, Got my mojo flowing, I was feeling really good. And then within about 10 tries or so, I ended up landing it. And I made history for myself in a sense that even to this day, I have people coming out to me and be like, I can't believe you did that. It was life-changing uh, when, once I moved to California. Slowly after me getting my visa in June, 2013, I was like, okay, like this is all gonna happen. I'm gonna turn pro, I'm gonna do everything that I want. I just need to put my head down and just stay out in California as long as I can personal opinion, personal perspective. But you always wanna have a five-year plan. I never wanna be comfortable with my life because if I am, that's not how I'm truly able to capitalize and live my best life. Sometimes it's good to just visualize something on a piece of paper or in your phone to where you know exactly like, what do you want in the next six months for yourself? What do you want in the year? What can you do to get there? It's writing those little olive branches and knowing that Rome wasn't built in a day and you're gonna get there. In 2019, I was in the Olympic trials. I was on the Canadian national team and I was doing really well. I was uh, the best that I've been on my board in years. 2021 came, I went to do tour. When I qualified third, we were supposed to go skate for the semis or finals. The organization sent out a professional email saying the contest was canceled due to a thunderstorm that is coming in. We all end up going to get food. We hang out. We're It's 9, 9.30 at night. Like We're all really tired at this point, you know? The World Skate Organization calls or sends us another email and, and I get calls. Hey, you guys got to skate your heat at 10 p.m. And I'm like, yo, I'm not a puppet, bro. I'm not going to just like go and skate at 10 p.m. after I already had dinner. I'm, I'm already lethargic and tired and exhausted from just standing around waiting all day. You can't do that to somebody. I was like, damn, dude, like. You guys clearly don't respect skateboarders and skateboarding for the culture of what it is. At one point, everyone in those contests were getting scored higher for skating specific different rails. And literally ever since the first Olympics happened, they changed their whole format because again, they're starting to realize that everyone's being repetitive and they're doing the same thing. I was compromising myself so much to do this Olympic thing and it, it just didn't seem like it was paying off. It was challenging, you know, because I've worked so many years and so much time and dedicated and, and sacrificed a lot to get there. I got really discouraged and it really upset me the way that they operated that I told myself that's not for me. So I kind of stepped back from the Olympics. That wasn't something that felt authentic to me and it felt like I was trying to do it for, for the wrong reasons. Hey everyone, this is Richard Deitch and I host the sports media, the Richard Deitch podcast. 
What can you expect from this podcast? Well, each week I'll have interviews and in-depth conversations with the people who bring you the sports you love, as well as roundtables with sports media reporters about television, digital, audio, radio, print, and other forms of media. If you are interested in sports broadcasting and how you watch, listen, and read about the games you love, listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Skateboarding saved my life. I went through cancer last year, and that was the only thing that really helped me surpass a lot of the negativity and the things that I was dwelling on. And it gave me a sense of hope and something to where I could like give back to other people and tell them, hey, everything in the world is crazy right now, but it could always be worse and never get distracted and, and know your end goal of where you want to be. New Year's came going into 2022. I just turned 30 years old. I just got a dog and we were playing and she kind of kept like hitting me in my testicle region. And then one time she hit me so good that I was like, damn, like that, that really hurt. And then my ex at the time, she was like, hey, you need to go get this looked at. So then I finally went and got it checked out and then I got an ultrasound. It called me two hours later being like, you need to go to a specialist immediately. And then, you know, I ended up going in February 3rd. They were like, you have a 2.3 millimeter nodule on your your testicle and we're going to have to remove it. And we don't know if it's benign or cancer. Went in February 10th. I had surgery. Um, They took one out. I could feel the whole inside of my legs and my core depleted because I knew like, whoa, I can't believe I just lost something. I feel a little lighter, but uh, (laughs) this is a little weird, you know? Within three weeks, I was 18 days, I was skating again. But then I got blood work. Within the five weeks, I got the, I got the results again, and I had to do chemotherapy. And within that, was, that time was probably one of the most challenging things I've had to overcome in my career. I started chemo March 28th in 2022, and then I finished June 3rd, 2022. Each round of chemo consisted of five days. I would have to go in for 7 a.m., and then I would do a four hour to five hour infusion where I had a port in my chest here. I would get set up on that till about noon, 1230 every day. And then I would go home. Every time I had a break, I skated through chemo. Um, those 16 days off each round, every time at the end, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I could see the transformation in myself, losing my hair, losing my eyebrows, losing literally everything on my body. I have a commercial that I did for one of my sponsors, they were like, TJ, you don't have to do this at all. I'm like, no, but I want to. Like, I really want to feel like I'm challenging myself and I'm, I'm still mentally and physically stimulating my brain to where I'm still looking forward to the next thing rather than dwelling on something I can't control. I'm hearing so many other people's stories and I'm like, damn, like, this doesn't just happen to me, you know? So why, why think that the world hates me and why why think that oh why is this happening to me no 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 it's like embrace it bro like yeah fuck it i got one nut i had cancer what's up you know i'm here i'm still doing what i love doing and that's all that matters you know so i'm really thankful that i uh, i've had that mentality to know and just never give up on something that like you really love doing within six months of me finishing chemo i had a pro shoe of mine come out a month in advance they're like hey like we're dropping your shoe soon do you have any social clips and i'm like no give me a second i'm gonna drive to sf for a weekend and uh i got you guys i filmed it in three days i got a really good response from that and they're like damn this guy is he's not messing around you know 
he's very goal driven and oriented to where he's he's not taking no for an answer no matter what. I have goals and I have dreams, so I push myself to elevate to make sure that there is no excuses and I can do anything that I want. It's just also the perspective and knowing your limits and where you want to be in life. That was incredible to spend those moments with TJ. And that was really one of the most powerful interviews I've ever heard. It really was interesting getting such a personal insight into this fascinating culture, which is skateboarding. Your what mental tactics really stood out for you? Something that we spoke about very recently uh, with Sia Colisi as well, this this kind of strong belief that he had to continue through um, in his sporting career. Some very similar themes here with TJ Rogers. Um, but what I would like to focus on today is how TJ has described in this interview many obstacles that were thrown his way. You know, some to do with himself uh, as a person, the, you know, the cancer treatment that he had to go through, but also many, many other external obstacles, even from, from the very first moments of his life in, in his early childhood. So he has kind of continued on with his long-term goal to become the incredible skateboarder that he is still nowadays, even after all those obstacles. So yeah, I, I really found that quite interesting about that interview. It almost sounds like he's using these setbacks and challenges as a drive to go further and further and, and push himself to become like the best. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's unlikely that if we set ourselves a goal, especially a long-term goal that's going to take us a year or two to reach, it's unlikely that there's going to be no obstacles coming our way. So it's all about how we deal with those setbacks, how we deal with these obstacles. And to most people, I guess, a majority of the setbacks that he has experienced would have been the end of chasing that goal. But he has shown this resilience to continue the training after certain setbacks. Would that be the definition of resilience? Is how you deal with setbacks, how you respond and how you move on? Yeah, I mean, resilience is a, is a very broad term, but it's, that's definitely a big part of it. Um, how to overcome some barriers, but also how to use some of these barriers or obstacles in a positive way, how to actually use them to learn from those experiences. Okay, so how can we learn from that? I know it's, it's never a one-stop shop, but it's, is there something really tangible to help us kickstart our journey? Yeah, so with the new year coming up soon, a lot of people will probably set some New Year's resolutions. And I encourage all these people to also immediately, when you make a New Year's resolution or when you set yourself a goal or a, or a plan, to also already start thinking about what obstacles might come your way. A lot of times when people set goals, they think of the, the perfect scenario where they can go training five days a week or something like that. But what I would encourage people to do is already start to plan in for these obstacles as well. So if I'm sick for a week, how will I deal with that? If I have to take a week out because I'm traveling, how can I come back from that? all these different obstacles that might come our way and how can I then even use those times, use those obstacles to maybe even help me along the way to, to 
help that process. So yeah, I guess the first step would be just to, when when I set my next goal, to to start thinking about what might be the curveballs that are thrown my way. So it's never really a straight line. No, I mean, there are always, like you say, curveballs yeah, thrown yeah. At, at at your way and and unexpected things coming up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you can foresee it. So if you're planning to use the bike to get to work instead of using the car, then you can foresee that potentially the bike might break. The weather is going to be terrible for weeks on end. But these things you can already think about now. So if the bike breaks, what is my plan? Well, maybe I can use that time to then use the bus instead and use the time on the bus for something else. Or I can I can walk to work instead or I can get a lift with a colleague and use the time in the car productively with my colleague. So you can foresee some of the obstacles that might come your way and use the obstacle for something positive. Because if I don't make those plans ahead of time and then my bike breaks and I don't have a plan of how to use that time, I'll probably get back into my own car and drive to work and then not know how to switch back to the bike afterwards. So then I might end up driving to work every day again, even after my bike is fixed, or I might never get my bike fixed in the end, right? And, and going back to your old habits. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this can can relate to this, that whenever you've set yourself a plan, there, there's always something that comes your way. But, you know, a lot of those things are foreseeable. So start to make a plan already for those moments when things don't go to plan. And be ready for setbacks. Yeah. Because we all have setbacks. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of Mindset Win. And thanks to our really inspiring guest, TJ Rogers, my wingman York. And thanks to you for listening. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast, who's been your favorite guest so far, and who would you like to hear from in the future. So drop us a line at podcast at redbull.com or leave a note in the comment box on Spotify. And don't miss next week when we'll be hearing from another incredible athlete, skateboarder Madars Apps.